another cornerback joins the boat and commits to Minnesota. But are the Gophers done with the transfer portal? Hey, you are no locked happens, on Golden Gophers. No matter what we're going to do here, we're just going to keep rowing. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota uh, Golden out, Gophers. Whatever turns out, we're just going to keep rowing. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We're just going to keep rowing, keep rowing, and keep rowing. You're listening to Locked On Golden Gophers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Kane Robb, host of the podcast, former collegiate football video coordinator and recruiting assistant here to talk Golden Gophers with you each and every day of the week, Monday through Friday. Now, today we're talking about a new commit to the Gophers who is at that cornerback position, the biggest position of need for the Gophers this spring, heading out of the spring game. Now we've got two committed plus a Sam linebacker, and could there be more on the way? We're going to talk about today that cornerback if there are others in the portal that the Gophers are still looking at or if they are done with the portal at this point. And then we're going to wrap it up with what the cornerback room looks like or could look like moving forward into the actual fall. So be sure to hit subscribe wherever you get the podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Pods, you name it. Leave a five-star review and make sure you're tuning in each and every day. And be sure to head on over to the YouTube channel as well and hit subscribe there. You can join in on part of the community, commenting with others in the community and giving feedback on what you like and dislike with what the Gophers are doing. Are you happy with the, the the new entries so far, the new additions to the Gophers? Let me know your thoughts down below, but we're going to talk about that latest entry, the newest ad to the Gophers right now. But this episode was brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Lockdown. Make every moment more with FanDuel. Visit FanDuel.com slash Lockdown to get started today. Now let's talk about that latest commit. The latest commit is... Craig McDonald, he commits to Minnesota. He was just at Auburn. Prior to that, he was with Iowa State. Now, he played at Minnehaha Academy in high school, so he has been in Minnesota, from Minnesota, and now he's coming back home to Minnesota. Now, that doesn't mean everything is likely off the table, but if I had to take a gut test, a gut check, on George Udo, who is set to be visiting this weekend, I will be interested to see if he is still heavily remaining in contention or if he's kind of choosing to look elsewhere for this one now. He was visiting Old Dominion and then had Minnesota on the books right after that. We'll see if he continues to want to be a part of the conversation with Minnesota as they play a very similar role in that more nickel slot, having played some nickel safety hybrid type role of how Minnesota would see them as players. Now, Craig McDonald, the guy who actually committed here from Auburn and Iowa State, he had two years at Iowa State before heading to Auburn last year with his one-time transfer. Now, he did get hurt with an ankle injury that kept him out of a majority of the season last year. He, he played in two games, and then he ended up getting a medical redshirt. So last year didn't count towards his eligibility. Now, he mentioned that they are going, the Gophers are going to apply for a waiver for him to be immediately eligible this fall. So we're going to wait and see what the NCAA does with that. But overall, what case does he have when it comes to trying to get immediate eligibility? Well, the coach he intended to play for at Auburn and the system he thought he was going to be a part of was fired. 
the system he thought he was going to fit and chose as his one-time transfer was let go. So that might be your case as far as, look, I wanted to go there for this reason, but then they let him go and I didn't even get to play with him because I was a medical red shirt. So I'm hoping that you can look into your heart and soul and hope that I can be eligible to play right away because it just freak circumstances didn't allow me to play for what I desired. Now, the one-time transfer is supposed to, supposedly supposed to allow players to take a shot at a better fit, at a better scheme, that one free time and allow them to make the change. But that make that makes this opportunity very unique because he wasn't really given a fair shake with the injury and the coaching system that he wanted to be in being gone. That's the case. Now, will it work? I have no clue on that one. If I had to take a gut answer, I would probably say it doesn't work. I would lean that way since the NCAA is trying to be very strict about that one-time free opportunity being the only thing that really you have. Otherwise, you need to abide by sitting out for a full year. They're trying to be very strict outside of that uh, one-time transfer and graduate transfer opportunities. Now, they even sent a memo to the schools this spring in reminder of what those standards are. So I think that I would tend to lean towards they probably decline that waiver, but fingers crossed, hopefully they can make it happen. Now, if the waiver is accepted, he will be cleared to play and have three years of eligibility with the Gophers due to the medical redshirt and the COVID year already basically being used. Now, if not, he's going to have to sit out a whole year that still burns that year of eligibility, and he would have two years left with the Gophers. So either way, we're going to have two to three years possibly with Craig McDonald. Now, a little bit more about him as a player. In 2021, that was his only real season of heavy playing time due to the injury and coming in as a freshman during COVID. So he played really well in that season. He graded out on PFF. Has a 71.3 PFF grade, which is rock solid for the numbers they're putting up over there. On 410 defensive snaps, he also had a 73 in the run defense grade and a 70 in the coverage grade. All of those are really nice, especially for a guy who was basically playing as a freshman in that season. So I think that just tells you that the ceiling could be even higher for him with more experience in the right system playing a position that he intends to play and that suits him best, I think that the ceiling is even higher than that, which could be a rock-solid corner for the Gophers moving forward. So if you're looking at that, it, it's pretty intriguing. It's pretty enticing. But if you look at the reception rate from PFF or just how he did in that season, you might be slightly concerned as it's 75% reception rate when targeted. Now, he was only targeted 12 times in those 410 defensive snaps, but he gave up nine receptions on those 12 targets for 119 yards and a touchdown. Now, that, that can be a little concerning. You're like, whoa, that's a lot of receptions to give up when you're targeted. But that being said, there were three major plays on the three breakups, which were two interceptions and a PBU. It wasn't just that they missed their target. He actually made some huge plays, some turnover-worthy plays, or... Uh, again, a PBU. So he is a high risk, high reward player on the field. He will sometimes take the risk and maybe that gives up a reception for a few yards. Maybe that gives up a first down here or there, but he also is in it to win it. He's going in there to be a difference maker. 
thinking of what like Trevon Diggs does for the Cowboys. He sometimes gets burned on some coverages. He sometimes gets beat and allows a reception for eight yards here or there. But he also makes game-changing turnovers, which can be a huge thing. And you you live with some of those. You live with some of those opportunities. So that's the type of style, that aggressive approach that Craig McDonald likes to play. Overall, I imagine that both him and Jack Henderson would see a lot of snaps this season if McDonald is cleared, seeing how many passing teams the Gophers are playing this upcoming season. So I think he would get a healthy amount of work still, and he he would definitely be a talented player to have and a talented depth piece to have as well, even if he doesn't start right away with Jack Henderson playing in that nickel position this upcoming season. So you love it. I love the addition. I love to keep him home. I know that was a big factor for him is coming back home to play for family. He could be a big time get for the Gophers and I'm excited by it, but are the Gophers done with the portal now that they've brought in two official cornerbacks and then a Sam linebacker for this upcoming season? Are they done? Are they shutting things down or are there still people in consideration? That's what we're going to touch on coming up next. First, I want to talk to you about our friends over at FanDuel. Now, FanDuel is the place where you can get bonus bets, bonus bucks back for your first time, no sweat, first bet over at FanDuel.com slash locked on. If you're a new customer, you're definitely going to want to get it started and check that out because FanDuel, they have all of the betting lines you need, whether it comes to NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, the MLS is up and going, MLB is up and going. And college football will be here before you know it. In fact, I hopped on to FanDuel.com to check out their sports book and look at who they have as the odds for the Big Ten Conference winner. Not just the West, not just the East, the entire Big Ten Conference. And the Gophers come in at six. You love to see it. You love to see some respect put on their name. Now, they're still put behind Iowa, behind Wisconsin. So they're not even at the top of the West right now, but hopefully they'll be in the conversation even with that tough schedule. You've got your Ohio State at number one, which is a little bit surprising seeing as Michigan has won this thing for the back-to-back years now. Michigan comes in at two, Penn State at three, Wisconsin at four, and Iowa at five. Minnesota rounds it out at six. Then after them, you have Maryland. But what was interesting is that I had do not see Rutgers on this list at all. They've listed 13 of the 14 teams in the Big Ten, and they have Purdue ranked as the worst odds in tandem with Indiana and Northwestern. Very curious to see that over there, but you can check it out. You can even go bet on it at FanDuel Sportsbook. So FanDuel.com slash on to take advantage of a no sweat first bet where you can win up to $1,000 back in bonus bets for new customers if you lose your first bet check over at fanduel.com today to take advantage all right gophers fans now let's talk about are the gophers done with this portal so thank you so much for listening to Lockdown Golden Gophers, making us your first listen when it comes to Gophers Daily Sports. And for the everydayers out there, much love to you. You're going to be excited as we've got some great shows coming up for you each and every day. And we've got Ryan Burns joining the podcast this week, friend of the pod, and he hosts a podcast as well, Gophers Gridiron Radio. You're definitely going to want to check that out. He's also on the Pair and Asparic podcast. A lot of you are familiar with him, if not every single one of you that listen to this. And some people might see it as like, oh, that's your competition. How could you be doing? No, 
that's my guy. I enjoy doing or talking with him at the games. I enjoy doing shows with him. We had him on the pod last year as well. So I'm excited to have him coming on this week. Definitely be sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss that one. Now, let's talk about is Minnesota done with the portal for 2023? Now, I don't completely think they're done. I wouldn't expect many more offers to go out in general, especially to other positions or other players they haven't talked to. But that being said, I think that they could still prioritize adding a guy like Avante Dickerson or Markevious Brown from Ole Miss. I think both of them are still on the Gophers' radar, and they'd play more of that traditional outside cornerback slot as opposed to the nickel cornerback, which we see from Craig McDonald. Now, overall, like I said, the Gophers have talked to Oregon transfer Avante Dickerson, who used to be committed to Minnesota prior to Oregon, and he's also heard from Indiana and Wisconsin. Now, right now, as it stands, Minnesota has added Rowan Zolman, who will get reps at that Sam linebacker position. It was fantastic to hear him speak on it, and it sounds like a great opportunity for him as he voiced excitement in a recent news interview talking about he's excited because Minnesota is going to play him at this linebacker position, but with the way they use this linebacker, and there's not many others at the position right now on the roster. He, In fact, he stated they have one guy at the position on the roster which helped us kind of cue in that it's the Sam linebacker with Joey Gerlach out there. Now, his tendencies as a safety will still carry over with how they use that Sam linebacker position, and that's why he was so excited to be a part of this team. So overall, I think that his skills are going to translate quickly there. He's going to be able to have some awesome opportunities and reps at the position. So that's the one ad they've had so far in the transfer at a different position other than cornerback. Then you throw in, they add Trayvon Jones, who is likely going to play in the in a rotation right now at that outside cornerback position. He played 547 snaps outside last year as opposed to the seven in the slot and 23 lined up elsewhere, whether that be in the box, likely screaming off on a blitz or something of the sort. And then you have Craig McDonald, whom we just discussed in the opening segment, but he'll, he's still seeking a waiver to play so we'll see what happens there. Now, uh, McDonald likely will play the nickel slot. He could maybe serve some outside snaps. I think Trayvon Jones plays a lot more outside like we've discussed. But what you're looking for in another addition would be someone that can really give you some star power, some big hitter mo- moments, some immediate playtime, huge snaps at that outside position so you don't have to rush anybody along. Now, I don't know if you're automatically going to Shut it down for a guy like uh, George Udo, who's coming to town, who is more of that nickel role. Now that we have Craig McDonald, we're going to keep our eyes posted on that one. But I would not be surprised to see the Gophers still be aggressive on a player like Avante Dickerson or a player like Markevious Brown. I think both of them could play a ton of outside cornerbacks uh, reps. I think there's still a need for it. I think you still want com- competition you still want depth at that position on the outside across from Wally and knowing Wally could very well leave after next year if he has a good enough season and try to take a shot at the NFL but he's still got two years of eligibility as well so I think that that outside cornerback will be prioritized I don't think you're going to see many more additions out there I haven't heard of any other offers out there uh, besides Pregnon, who already committed out to USC at the offensive line position but that was more of a the talent is there we would love to get him in the building I don't know if there's that many more of those out there. So basically, 
The Gophers, I would say, are done or shut down in the portal outside of the handful of offers that they still have that they could approach aggressively. That's kind of where we're sitting at right now. Now, do I expect them to add one of these players? I think if I had to put a percentage on it, I would say the Gophers are still like 65%, 65 to 70% that they could bring in a person like Avante Dickerson, like Markevious Brown to add to this corner back room. And then I think from there, it's basically shut down. I think you can kind of call it quits after that one and hope that everybody else is staying. Now, the official transfer portal window does officially close a week from today. So we're going to have at least a better idea of what this roster is shaping out to be as we head into the summer. So outside of the current names that they have been pursuing, I wouldn't expect to see any new names arise. We are officially now, like I said, one week away. So we're going to have some clarity as we head into the next week. Now, to wrap this one up, I want to talk about that cornerback position because it was the biggest concern, the biggest area of concern throughout the spring. And I want to talk about how it is starting to shape up, how it's starting to look, and who could be starting, who could be playing heavy minutes or in rotation. What does it all look like coming up next to close this thing out? All right, Gophers fans, the biggest area of concern was cornerback as we left the spring and the depth there. And then immediately once we close the spring, Miles Fleming, a nickel cornerback, hits the portal and it's like, man, what are we doing? What is happening? But fear not, the Gophers add two cornerbacks from the portal and possibly could still add another that gives you a lot more depth back in that cornerback room and so right now I think you got three locks you got three things that absolutely will happen in this upcoming 2023 season the first one is Justin Wally is locked as an outside starter for the cornerbacks that's a pretty easy estimation, a pretty easy assumption. And then you got Jack Henderson, who is going to see heavy minutes and opportunity at the nickel position. Now, I would assume he's going to start there as well. If Craig McDonald gets cleared right away, could he push him? Maybe, but I feel like Jack Henderson has been through the entire spring program now. He showed up and showed out at that program. He showed great instincts. He's been involved and absorbed it all, and that he adjusted very quickly. So I would expect him to get the starter reps there. And then you have the third lock right now, which I think there will be a healthy rotation of cornerbacks across from Justin Wally, but also just in tandem. In, in the nickel position, maybe with Justin Wally, I think you're going to see a lot more rotation of the cornerbacks this year than maybe we saw this past season if they are all ready to play at the level needed. Now, why do I say that? Because there are a lot of passing heavy teams coming to either Dinkytown or we're headed on out that way on the schedule this year. You've got UNC, who has a Heisman caliber quarterback. You've got Ohio State, who's going to throw the rock. You've got Nebraska who looks to pass more with this rule system now with the speed that they have out there. You've got Wisconsin who's switching to an air raid type system. You're seeing a lot more passing heavy teams. Even Iowa who added Cade McNamara, added a tight end from Michigan, has an already tight end, uh, a talented tight end in Luke Lachey. Now they just brought in an Ohio State transfer wide receiver, former four star from the class of 2022 as well. They're loading up at the pass catcher in the passer positions. They might be looking to pass the ball more as well. Michigan could be looking to pass the ball a little bit more. So you're going to need a lot of healthy bodies in this room that can play up to snuff and up to speed that you need them to. And that is why I believe you will see a rotation at the cornerback position, especially across from Justin Wally. 
Now, if you look at even the breakdown from last season, you had Ryan Stapp, who saw just under 200 snaps defensively last year, and 190 of them were coming from the cornerback positions. Then you've got Beanie Bishop, who saw just over 300 snaps on defense last year, and 277 of those came from the cornerback positions. That's almost 500 snaps right there between those two rotational cornerback players that you're going to have to fill this season. Then you talk about Flip Dixon, who played 413 snaps from the defensive position. You've got Terrell Smith, who played 598 snaps from the defensive uh, cornerback position. Even Jalen Glay has had 50 snaps at the a cornerback position last year. So that you're talking about over a thousand snaps available at that cornerback position while still holding Justin Wally in his place at that 623 snaps. That should tell you right there. Even if you put Jack Henderson immediately at Flip Dixon's snap count at that 400 level of snaps, you're still missing 598 from Terrell Smith. I wouldn't expect them to just throw 598 snaps at someone. I think that the Gophers would be hoping to maybe split those up. Maybe split it three ways. That's 600 snaps just from Terrell Smith, basically. Maybe you split that into three. You got Tariq Watson, you got Rylan Kelly right now, and you got Trayvon Jones. Those three each take 200 snaps from that pot alone. And then you talk about if Craig McDonald gets cleared right away, then maybe you're seeing uh, you're seeing him step into the Jalen or no, not Jalen Gates, the Ryan Snap and Beanie Bishop. That's another 500 snaps right there that you still have to fill. So maybe he takes 300 of those. Then you still have a wiggle room of like 100 snaps, 150 snaps that are still available for you right there. So then you can start to add it to guys like Trayvon Jones, give him more, whoever's standing out between those three outside cornerbacks, that's who starts to see more and more reps. But I think you're going to see it dispersed a lot more. And that is why the Gophers can still attack an outside corner in a Devontae Dickerson, in a Markevious Brown. Because if you bring in one of those talented cornerbacks, Maybe they can step into more of that Terrell Smith portion, but then you're splitting more of the Ryan Stapp, Beanie Bishop, and maybe the bottom end of the Terrell Smith. You cut off and maybe keep a guy at like 400, 500. You still have 100 snaps left that you can add into that pile of 600 total snaps between those three cornerbacks. And I don't want to keep Zaquan Bryan's name out of this either. I think he is going to be able to come into camp and at least fight for an opportunity to play immediately as a freshman. And we've seen the Gophers play defensive backs immediately as true freshmen. You talk about Justin Wally, you talk about Terrell Smith, you talk about Jordan Howden at the safety position. They came in from the jump as true freshmen and played immediately. So the opportunity could be there for Zaquan Bryan as well if he is able to step in, learn the playbook quickly, play up to speed. I'm telling you, he's a fast cat. He's a big hitter. He plays instinctually. If he comes in and he shows out above some of the guys that have been playing in the spring camps for the past two years now, if he comes in and he absolutely shows the knack, the instinct, the nature, and he's able to get it done, he absolutely will put his name into the conversation for immediate playing time. And this is a a room in which you can do that because they don't have a lot of returning experience there. Even if you bring in a Trayvon Jones, even if you bring in uh, Avante Dickerson or Markevious Brown to come in at that outside cornerback position, they haven't played in the system. They still have to learn it as much as Zaquan Bryan does. So he has a shot as well. It's going to be very interesting, but if they add one more body into this room, I think you have a pretty solid room heading into the 2023 season. 
Now, that's kind of what this cornerback room is looking like. I think overall, you're trying to see what who wins in a competition between a Tariq Watson, a Rylan Kelly, a Trayvon Jones, Zaquan Bryan. And if you bring in one more corner, I think they're all kind of competing for that starter role. But like I said, there's a ton of snaps to be had between Beanie Bishop, between Ryan Stapp, between Terrell Smith, between Jalen Glaze, between Flip Dixon. Five huge departures. You've got a whole lot of snaps to fill. So I wouldn't be too worried about how they'll get it done. But the best part is that hopefully the talent will be here to get it done and that the depth looks a lot better or at least a lot less concerning now that we finished the spring game and added some names to this room. But there are still some definite question marks as we kind of round this thing out and we'll keep you up to speed on how that all shakes out all offseason. Be sure to hit subscribe over on YouTube. I appreciate you listening. If you have any questions you want to hear when we talk with Ryan Burns on the podcast later this week, drop them in the comments below or send them in an email to LockedOnGoldenGophers at gmail.com. I appreciate you. I'll see you tomorrow. Throw the boat. Sky Yuma. Go Gophers.